The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible does teach there's a time to laugh, and now is as good as any. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Just consider that joke I told yesterday. I think people did not really appreciate or understand it. I told it to my wife last night. She was laughing. Two plus two equals four. Unless the two really doesn't feel like being a two, and then it could be anything it wants. You see, isn't that funny? All right. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't because we tend to be hearers and absorbers versus doers. Let's do a better job of that. We can do that. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I'm one of the few people that will tell the same joke two days in a row thinking something better will come of it. (laughs) Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. When you do the best that you can do and lay it all out there, and then you wait, how do you wait? In other words, you do everything you're supposed to do before the Lord. How do you wait and wait with faith? That's something that we're going to discuss today. Let me know if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Perhaps you have a praise report that you want to share about some of the things the Lord's doing in your life. Even a prayer request that we can join our faith together with you and pray with you. Or you might just have a general question. Maybe you want to ask Captain Chris about a nautical issue in regards to ships. You can call in and ask him that. I don't know if I have an answer. I won't have an answer, but he might have an answer. Who knows? Uh, The way to do that is you call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what that's like, just so you can know. That's like paying half of a bill that you thought you were going to have to pay. In other words, you thought you were going to pay X amount. It's half that. Isn't that awesome? And then you will be...
I'm just praying that. I just I, don't know. I know it's kind of a bizarre thing, but anyway, uh, you can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three two one four two one zero eight four eight three. And then as well, you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. That's David at he must increase dot org. David at he must increase dot org as well. We like to send you to the website. Couple things to tell you about the website. There is on the website uh, the free app for the show as well as shortcuts for any smartphone you might have. So in case you don't want to have to go through different things, you just push a button. Boom. It's right there and you can listen to the show anytime you want. We also have our video and the ambassador initiative information gives you a chance to check out what we're trying to do. A little bit of expansion in the show. And then finally, the money issue is always there. And uh, I filled up gas yesterday. Uh, I'm a pretty nice guy in general. I'm only a mashugi every once in a while. I'm not that much of a mashugi on the on the radio. If those gas prices keep going up, you're going to see a little bit more mashugi emerge because I did uh, three quarters of my small little car, forty nine bucks for my little car, and that was three quarters. Not too happy, but I have an unbelievable story to share with you uh, sometime in this show that I share with a a, a listener of ours. You will just be blown away when I tell you about it. Uh, Anyhow, if there's an opportunity you can give, please do so. And I want to give a shout-out to to Lewis, who helped us get hooked up. We're now hooked up with Zell. I don't know. Zell. I asked Captain Chris, is it Zell? Zelly? How am I supposed to know what it is? Why can't they just have regular words, you know? Bank. You know, like something like that. Run, top, hat, you know, stuff like that. Anyhow, check out the website, and uh, hopefully it'll be a blessing for you. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's kind of how I feel about the open. That was, you know, I'm just saying that was like the open. Just okay, done. What do you oh, think? So it was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. That's the word I was looking for. Amazing. Anyhow, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, we do have quite a bit that we want to talk about. I do want to open up with a word of prayer for our country and for Ukraine. Uh, so let's do that first. Father, we come before you right now. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ with great thanksgiving. You are so kind to us, and we just really appreciate it. And Lord, the, the powerful element in life is not what we see, but what we can believe you for, and then what happens. So we pray for peace for our own country. If by your grace you will let us extend as a country, please let our leaders be influenced by your Holy Spirit, and let them learn to fear you. And we pray for peace in Ukraine, that there could be a gospel outpouring. We know there's missionaries there doing the best that they can do uh, in their circumstance. Please keep them safe, but enable them to spread the word. We pray for these uh, people in this situation and our country not to be so divided in the context of being more united under our reverence for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So before we get to anything, I guess I'm going to share this story. I wasn't going to do it, but now I am, so it doesn't matter. So we have people that email the show 
uh, you know, and they they either will uh, text in or email, and they don't like to go on the air, and that's totally, totally cool. We have no problem with that. But they do a little bit of correspondence with me through email. And so uh, I'm not going to say who it is or whatever, but uh, most people would not be familiar anyhow. But they had emailed, and they have a great, great concern about the finances that's going on right now because I don't know if you've been out and about, but it's a little bit more money for a little bit of everything. I mean, that's I mean, would you say, would you say that's accurate? I mean, it's a little bit more dough for for everything, right? Even a candy bar, right? I mean, I just normally you go to the place and get like a candy bar, you get like three for five or whatever it is, however that goes. That's three for six fifty. It's like what happened, right? So this person sent me an email and I I responded and shared a story that I had heard. Now I was not a part of this, although I was in the church when the person shared the story. So that's why I want you to listen, because these are the kind of things that really help us understand how deep God is connected to us. So back in the late 70s, most of you, okay, so those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, there was uh, a couple of uh, financial crises that were going on in our country, and we had long lines to get gas, and the economy was doing kind of similar to what it's doing now, although the one person who probably really appreciates Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter. But the idea behind this is to really understand that this, what you're going through or what you're seeing, it's been worse, and it and it might get worse, and it probably will get worse to, to some degree. So I'm in this church with my brother, Larry, uh, my brother, Billy, and then Larry and Bruce. So the four of us, four Jewish boys from Detroit, all Christians. I mean, that's part of the story. And we're in this church called Foundation Fellowship in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, It was run by three pastors. They kind of shared it, and they switched off in the teaching. It was kind of cool. It was really novel for, for back then. And this lady, so they would allow people to testify every so often. There was a big church, probably the 400. It wasn't too big, but big enough. Um, and she got up, she testified, and she shared. And she was, you know, she was expressing just what most people have been expressing to me. I'm super stressed. I'm super stressed financially. I'm super stressed about this. And she, she, she's just sharing that with everybody so that everybody knows she is exactly where everybody was. And she said, then I went to the gas pump, and it was just more money than, than I could believe. I put the gas pump in there, and I looked up to the Lord, and I said, Lord, what are you going to do that's going to help us because this is getting to be in just incredibly difficult and insane? It's unbelievable. After she put the tank, the, the nozzle in and she hit the nozzle, and this is in the beginning phase of uh, filling up your gas tanks. A lot of people don't know that in the 60s you didn't do that. In the late 70s you did. And she put less than a dollar's worth in her empty tank, and all of a sudden gas came pouring out of the side of, of, of where the nozzle was. She pulled it back, and the gas tank was full after she put in less than a dollar. And she started, you know, she's bawling. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's one of those things where when you recall it and you think about it, it's like it's overwhelming. And we're sitting there going, oh, you know what? God has done stuff like that before. God can do stuff like that. And God will do stuff like that. Are you going to tell me he can do that now? Wait, let me me rephrase that. Are you going to tell me he can't? Because then the God you serve is horrible. And I am telling you that story to encourage you not to be discouraged. God knows what we need. God knows how to take care of us. God knows how to multiply. We need to have the faith to believe. 
And that testimony, 40 years later, still works. And it's still effective because it's based on faith. All right, folks, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we fight keeps the hungry giant. I was uh, driving down I 30 yesterday and it was stop and go traffic. There's, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and this little sports car would, would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go, and I'd go, and he'd go, and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, I, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's, he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on my ah. ears that's, uh, it's, you know, um, God created the universe. Uh, he can write a book. And uh, and then he just sped off. Not well. He he slowly drove off at <laughs> twenty miles an hour. <laughs> but I I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually, it, people that have bumper stickers it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Let's get that squared away. You know? Yes. And you know what? He might be listening to the story um, to the to the uh, radio now. That's exactly right. What a blessing. That's cool. And we do have those bumper stickers. So, no, we only have so many, but we were, as we get this, we're going to do an ambassador program, and that will give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to, and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to. But I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. And that is a great story. And see, every time we're on traffic, we think something bad's going to happen. Instead... Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. Just right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. And I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good, good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here is your first trivia question. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. After Jesus healed a man who was blind and mute, who did the Pharisees say Jesus used to drive out demons? 
but stay away from answers like Ghostbusters. Okay, let's try and stay away from that. Okay, again, after Jesus healed the man who was blind and mute, who did the Pharisees say Jesus used to drive out demons? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. As well, you can text in 214-210-8483. And as well... You can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Those are all available for you to do. We want to make sure that you have that opportunity, uh, at least to be aware of that. Uh, and by the way, anytime you're texting in, I'm just telling you now, you don't have to ha- you don't ever have to get the spelling right. Okay, I don't, you know, people are like, oh, I'm spelling it wrong. It's like, I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. <laughs> Most. Well, most of the time, anyway. Uh, all right, we do have somebody that is ready to answer the trivia. Boy, they're ready. They're ready. All right, let's send them through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, you're talking to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. You got anything happening for the weekend? Are you just glad it's arriving or one way or another? I'm doesn't... glad it's arriving. I don't have any specific plans, but you never know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. I'm so glad that I got to say I'm so I am so ready for tomorrow morning that that I'm even thinking of letting the dogs out super 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 late just so they don't wake me up super 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 early. This is my this, <laughs> I know that's right. There's this is my plan. I'm I'm trying to work this through. Okay, after Jesus healed a man who was blind and mute, who did the Pharisees say Jesus used to drive out the demons? Was it Satan? Yes, it was Satan. Now, what name did he use? It starts with a B, and it's a particular name that it was used for him. And it is kind of close. Devil. To, okay, it's kind of close to Baal. It's kind of close to. It oh. starts with a B. Uh, last part of it hmm. sounds like hub. <laughs> starts with a B, ends with a know. hub. It's Beelzebub would have been that oh. answer. <laughs> and there's some, there's some discussion. Well, this is this. This is everybody knew exactly what was going on and what was being said. This was the, the opportunity to, to begin a discussion about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So that's because they were saying that Jesus used demonic power to do his work. That's a big part of it. Great job, though. I should have just waited and let you go, hmm, be, hmm. Satan, <laughs> Satan, Satan, Satan. Great job, Deborah. I appreciate it very much. All right. You have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Okay. okay thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to skip our DNA because I missed the uh, earlier. Uh, we're not going to skip it. We're going to move it back to the. <laughs> you know, I say skip DNA. I get this look from Captain Chris. You can't skip DNA, Dave. Why Why not? Why not? Captain? Daily, David. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's fine. So we'll put that at the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you. In the meantime, we're going to go forward in our text. We are, by the way, in Hebrews chapter uh, 6 which I think is a, just a fascinating uh, chapter altogether. Verse 13, it says this, For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself. I will indeed bless you, and I will greatly multiply you. So And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham obtained the promise. The people swear by something greater than themselves, and for them a confirming oath and any dispute. Because God wanted to show his unchanging 
purpose even more clearly to the heirs of the promise, he guaranteed it with an oath. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. A couple of things to tell you in this text, a fantastic text, but I mean, every text is, but you get into this and you find out that God wanted to make, made it, not want, but made a promise to Abraham, but he couldn't, you know, we, we will say, I swear by God. I mean, we, we, we use that phrase and, uh, and I'm not saying that in a, in a, in a vain capacity. We actually make that commitment saying we are being so honest about this that the Lord can come down and judge and evaluate right in front of us. Right. But see, God can't do that because <laughs> he's God. So he has to swear by himself. You see what I'm saying? He can't go, I'm going to swear by, you know, David. It's not going to I got to swear by the government. I'm going to swear by that. None of that stuff's going to work. He's got to swear by himself. There's no other way. And that's what it says. He made the promise to Abraham. And there's no one greater than himself. So he swore by himself. It's just like people are like, wait, what? And the idea behind it is it says that, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham obtained the promise. Can we, can we, we, you know, scripture in the, in the New Testament, scripture is much kinder to the people in the Old Testament. It's amazing how kind scripture is to the people in the past because Abraham waited patiently, but not initially. <laughs> initially, he didn't wait patiently. And after he got that squared away, he did wait patiently, and he did receive the problem. But the issue there is that some of us don't wait patiently for the promise of God. And I'm not talking just about his return, although that too is important, because without that there is nothing. I'm also talking about the promises God has made in your life. And God makes a promise just like to Abraham. It's not like he, God stopped making promises to people. Well, now it's the New Testament. I don't make promises to people anymore. I'm out of the promise business. I mean, that doesn't happen. God makes a promise, and sure, we wait patiently. Some of us, yeah, maybe. And some of the rest of us are like, come on, God, Mr. Molasses, 11 hour, let's go. Let's speed it up here. And because we want him to speed it up, what happens? We try to help. If we don't wait patiently, you know what we do? We create problems. There's no better way to say it then we create our own problems when we are not patiently waiting on the Lord. We Because we, we try to fill the void. You know those awkward moments you have in a conversation where you're talking to someone that's silent? And you know, like it, with somebody you just met? Boy, especially if you're like dating or something. <laughs> There's always those weird dead moments or whatever. There. It's like people are thinking, we should fill the void here. You know, it's like, it shouldn't be like that. It's like, yeah, that's not, that's not the reality check that works with God. Sometimes you have to just sit there and be quiet and wait. That's the requirement. And then I think it's really, really just super, super cool if you guys can, can, can pick this one thing out where he says, people swear by something greater than themselves, and for them a confirming oath ends all disputes. In other words, I'm confirming this. Right? So God confirms his oath, right? Now watch this. And shows that he is an unchangeable purpose. So he, this passage right here, I love this in this text. Unchangeable purpose means God's not going, well, it should be this way. Oh, wait, no, wait, let, well, let's make it. This. No, no, let's do it. Wait, how about no? You know, like when you're picking a color for something? <laughs> I want blue. 
no, I want brown. You know what? I want brown. You know what I really want? <laughs> it's like that. God doesn't do that. He has an unchanging purpose. It doesn't move around like that. It doesn't bounce up and down. And so he confirms it by an oath. And his unchanging purpose is immovable. His confirming oath is immovable. And quite frankly, even though the text mentions it, his, his inability to lie is also a, a strong foundation to the whole process. And God makes this promise to Abraham, and he tells him, we're going to gather in this, and we're going to be a people, and I'm going to give you descendants, and you're going to hang out. And now that you got through your little Ishmael process, we're going to go through Isaac. <laughs> And so we're going to do it a little differently. And so in doing that, he says, I made you, a, I, I have an unchanging purpose that will never be altered. And I'm confirming it to you by myself, making an oath, saying it's going to get done. And then it falls upon us to be patient and trusting. And that's why the end of that verse says, we who have fled uh, for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. What is that hope? That God has made a confirming oath and, an unchange, and has an unchangeable purpose. He's not, it's not like he started this salvation process in you and said, man, no, I'm going to wait. You know, the Dallas Stars are out of the, the, the thing, so I'm not going to work on anybody in Texas. It's like, that is not how this works. Okay? Besides, you'd only say that if it was the Red Wings. Here's the bottom line. I'm kidding. The bottom line in that is to understand God has a purpose. He has a plan. He's going to do something. But we have a requirement to have a patiently waiting disposition on the promises of God. And yes, those promises of God are corporate. But yes, they're personal. Of course they are. You think, well, it's not in the book. The book is Filled with God making promises to people and fulfilling them. That's what it's filled with it. You think that's an accident? The only real issue in any of those things is did God really make the promise or did you just whip up some kind of really exciting thought? I mean, that's the only issue. If God made the promise, it's gonna happen no matter what. It's just not it's just not whenever what. It's like no matter what, that's that's where it's left. So what I want us to get out of this short text, it's just this little piece, is to understand God made a promise to Abraham. He couldn't swear by anybody greater, swore by himself, because there was nobody greater. Abraham, once he got through a little bit of, of uh, a rough start there, he, he, he got a little more, uh, was required to have a little more patience afterwards. He held on to that patience, and God, by his confirming oath and unchangeable purpose, brought to pass what he promised Abraham, and that's the same reason why we should be able to seize onto hope, because that's what God does for us, too. Okay? All right. There we go. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Kevin Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too. 
The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic.